0: good morning buenos dias ladies and gentlemen it's great to be back with you all again today today is monday the 30th of march 2020 and today my joke of the day is why did the bike fall over why did the bike fall over the answer is the bike fell over because it was too tired (laughs) it was too tired that's why the bike fell over very good. Well, we will move on from our joke. I hope that that brought a smile to your face and move into our prayer today. Today, I invite you to be in a comfortable position with your eyes closed. We're going to do a brief meditation here and then get into the lesson for the day. So let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, I invite you to sit or stand in a comfortable but alert posture with your eyes closed and your hands free of anything that might be in them. We're going to move into some deep breaths at this time. And I invite you to pay attention to your breath and the gift that it is from the God who is your creator. So let us take a deep breath in now. Take a deep breath in. Hold your breath briefly. And now exhale deeply and completely. Let your body relax. Take a second big deep breath in. Expand your chest. Fill up your lungs there. Hold it briefly and exhale slowly and completely. Let your mind relax. Take a third big deep breath in. Hold your breath briefly, and now exhale deeply and completely. Let your worries go. Remember to cast your cares on God, for he cares for you. Take one more big, deep breath in. Hold your breath briefly, and now exhale deeply and completely. Now, still with your eyes closed, but breathing at your own pace, take a moment to how you are doing emotionally today. Do you feel content? Do you feel distressed, angry, joyful, or something else? Take a moment to just observe how you're feeling emotionally today. Now take a moment to notice how you're doing spiritually today. Where has God spoken to you or been present to you today? Has it been through a word, something you read, something you heard through a song, through a family member? Where is God in your life today? Now with knowledge of a bit more about how we're doing emotionally and how we're doing spiritually, I invite you to talk to God in the silence, sharing with him what you need today, what you'd like to thank him for today. Talk to God open and honestly in the silence of your heart. And now we'll end in a prayer together. God, our Father, please bless and protect us this day as we begin our third week of remote learning. Bless our teachers. Bless our classmates. Bless those who are impacted by the coronavirus. Please bring a cure and a resolution to this challenge. If that be according to your will, help us to be people of hope and joy in this difficult time. Amen. St. Hey John Baptist de La Salle, pray for us. San Miguel, pray for us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. In the name of the Father and the Son Holy Spirit. Great. I hope that that meditation was helpful, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't want to do a super long one um, because we have classwork to get to as well. But it's important for us to keep working on our relationship with God. And remember, I posted those resources in Google Classroom on Monday of last week for prayer, like Brother Camillus' website. And other prayers like, um, like the the app. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Um, the Hallow app. Those two resources have good meditations on them. If that's a way that you like to pray, otherwise, I posted some good songs um, from Audrey Assad and other Christian singers. And there are ways in which you can watch the mass and other prayers in English and Spanish online. And both I and Mr. Meyer have posted those for you. So. If you want to access those, they are there for you. If you have questions about other prayers, some of your classmates did last week, you can email me and I can try to help you find some. Anyhow, as a reminder, this is your podcast for the 30th of March, so this is Monday. And what we're looking at today is the vocation of John the Baptist. So our learning goal today is thinking about the vocation of John the Baptist. We're going to describe that. And then evaluate his success in fulfilling his vocation based on Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3. So, we need our Bibles today. If you don't have your Bible with you, please pause this recording and go and find your Bible. And open it up to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 at this time. Alrighty. So what we're looking at today is vocation, vocation of John the Baptist. Remember, vocation means calling from God or a particular person's calling from God. We often think about a vocation like someone who is a sister or a brother or a priest or someone who's married or someone who's single. And that is usually what it looks like. But also there's the vocation of what God is asking of each person at each day in their lives, and that's to follow him and to love him and to love others, as we talked about with the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments. So we're looking at John the Baptist, this cousin of Jesus. What is his vocation? So to do that, we're going to review a couple of quick passages in the Gospel of Luke. Go so to Luke chapter 1, as I said before, verse 13. Luke chapter 1, verse 13. And as I read this aloud, I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to annotate for what you see as John the Baptist's vocation. What is his vocation according to Luke's gospel? So, Luke chapter 1, verse 13 through verse 17 is what we're looking at. And this is verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to prepare a people fit for the Lord. So that is Luke chapter 1 verse 13 through 17. That's a part of John the Baptist's vocation, so if you want to pause and annotate for what you see his vocation as according to the text, you're welcome to do that now. When you're finished with annotating this part, we're going to see one more passage about his vocation, and that passage is Luke chapter 1, verse 76 through 79. So when you're finished annotating the first part, now we're going to Luke chapter 1, 76 through 79. And this is Luke chapter 1, 76. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the daybreak from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and death's shadow, to guide our feet into the path of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. So that was Luke chapter 1, verse 76 through 80, and that also gives us an idea of John the Baptist's vocation. So hopefully between those passages, you can annotate and find some things that tell us what is John called to do? What's his job? What's his role in bringing about salvation and love of God and love of others? On so What we're doing now is looking at knowledge of John the Baptist's vocation and we're going to apply that to what he does later in the Gospel of Luke. So we're going to read a passage from the later part of the Gospel of Luke, and then I'm going to give you your classwork for the day. The passage we're looking at now is Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. So for most of us, this is page fourteen twenty-one, And we're reading Luke chapter 3 now, thinking about, is John the Baptist fulfilling his vocation? according to what was asked of him in Luke chapter 1. This is Luke chapter 3, verse 1. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region Etura and Triaketus, and Lysias was tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said to the crowds who came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food shall do, should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I am is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he, excuse me, exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. Now Herod the Tetrarch, who had been censured by him, became, because of Herodias, his brother's wife, And because of all the evil deeds Herod had committed, added still another to those by putting John in prison. After all, the people had been baptized and Jesus had also been baptized. Excuse me. Jesus also had been baptized and was praying. Heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice from heaven came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. So that part, Luke chapter 1 verse, uh, Luke, sorry, Luke chapter 3 verse 1 through 22 tells us what John's vocation ended up looking like, what he did to fulfill his vocation. So now this leads us to the task for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Now that we've defined what John the Baptist's vocation is, and I want you to define that in your own words based on Luke chapter 1. Then I want you to evaluate his success at his vocation according to Luke chapter 3 verses 1 through 22. Was he successful at his vocation? Yes or no. To what percent was he successful at his vocation? Was he 50% successful? Was he 100% successful or somewhere in between or somewhere less than 50? That's what I want you to reflect on today. So you have a choice of two different ways to do this. You can either reflect on this on a scratch sheet of paper and you can use the prompt of my directions I just gave verbally in a written form in Google Classroom in the Google Docs. You can see my prompt there and then you can respond by writing a handwritten response. Or today I also give you the option of making a Flipgrid video where you can respond to the prompts in the same way. Just be sure that in both prompts you answer the prompt fully. I should say Just be sure in either way you go, whether you write by hand or you do the Flipgrid video, you answer the prompt fully and submit that to me to count as your work for the day. Also, if you have any questions on that, please let me know via email. In my office hours on Mondays are 9 to 11 a.m. So I should be able to get back to you right away if you respond to me then. And remember that Wednesday, we're going to have another special class day where you can either Submit your assignment on Wednesday for Wednesday's class via Flipgrid, or we are going to do another Google Hangout again like we did last week. If you weren't able to join us last week, we'd love to have you this week. And if you were with us last week, we're going to do it a little bit differently this week. I will post directions for that in Google Classroom, but basically each class period is going to have their own 15-minute window. Check in with me about the day's lesson to count as your credit. And then after each class has 15 minutes, we'll have a 45-minute window for anyone from any class to come in to join the Google Hangout and share what's going on, what's working well, questions they have about the reading from the gospel loop, and any other questions they have. So that will be an option for us Wednesday. Look for the details about when your class time is meeting. Again, this is optional. This is not required. But look for that in Google Classroom. And then we'll have 45 minutes for anyone from any class to hang out and to chat with me and to see how things are going. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your good work. I hope that you understand the lesson for the day. If you don't, please see the Google Doc and the Google Classroom. God bless you.